Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of November 2023. I am your host, George Gobble Gobble. Hello. Uh, I'm here with Ryan Lance. Gobble Gobble. <laughs> Thanksgiving. You're the oh, that's right. You know right, what I'm right. Saying? Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, okay, okay. And Carrie Lyle. I've never heard someone say gobble gobble in like an accusatory questioning way. Gobble gobble. <laughs> What? Maybe that was in Thanksgiving, a movie we did Ooh, not see. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll watch it when it comes out digitally, probably, <laughs> eventually. Uh, anyways, hello there, everybody. Welcome to Movies That Are Real. We're talking about the movies of the month prior. We're looking forward to the next month. Uh, we got a podcast here for November, baby. Uh, I'm thankful for movies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in de- as this episode goes live in December, um, listen, it's not, it's not, it's never too early to be thankful for cinema. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, I think uh, did the actor strike? Everything, the strikes are all over now, right? Yes, I, I think know. there might be some like contracts that need to be touched up a bit, but for the most part, everyone's working again. Great. We can finally get to finishing Joker Part 2. Yes. Or whatever. God. The hell is back on Mank 2. I don't know. Anyways, November. It's the holiday season. We usually have a lot of... Um, oh, we're starting to get some of the award stuff. Um, uh, so we had the quality, the high quality stuff starts uh, coming down the pipe. Uh, one acclaimed director, Sofia Coppola, and for the second year in a row, life has gifted us a movie about Elvis. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, not enough stuff about that man. But this time, what about the woman behind the man, folks? You know. And by woman, I mean little, little girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> little girl. And what Napoleon? Okay, that's weird. Well, there's a, there's a. Well, again, as usual, listener, we're watching a bunch of shit on the television. There's a trailer for Be Cool. I think this is Be Cool. And there is a fake movie about Napoleon, a movie we're going to be talking about today. Anyways, woman. Priscilla. Uh, little girl, you know, guy. Eventually she becomes a woman. Eventually he, she becomes a woman. Um, so yeah, Sofia Coppola's uh, Priscilla with the leading woman who I couldn't find anything. Like she was in a craft sequel. She was, yeah. She's in Devs. That's how I know her. She's oh. in Devs. Uh, but Jacob Elordi is playing our black slicked haired man here. Um... Yeah, he's Australian. He had no idea who Elvis was, apparently, until this movie. That's or... hilarious. That's very funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a movie that, uh, I guess, well, tells Priscilla Presley's story, but it is also Elvis's because, you know, she is a Presley. She married Elvis. And, uh, yeah, uh, she was very young when uh, she met Elvis. Um, you know, Elvis is a little weird, as it turns out, uh, mm-hmm. as what this movie crazy. reveals. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Um... I guess I'll start by saying I think it's all right. Yeah, I think it's fine. I agree. It's all right. That's what I guess there. Eh? Oh, Ryan, what do you think? You like Sofia Coppola? I like Sofia Coppola. This this definitely felt like a lot more like her earlier stuff to me, just with like the vibes and like the looks and like the sadness. I love that shit. Um, it just like the focus on you know, it's just interesting because like the Elvis movie that came out last year, I feel like Priscilla was in two scenes. Is that fair maybe, to say? Maybe, maybe three. Maybe like four. Maybe like four, but well, like how about... There's the meaning, there's the ending. Meaning, there's, she's in the, the watching the Christmas yes. thing. She's maybe she's up. in okay. the Vegas show at one point. She's, she watches the Vegas show because he starts kissing all those ladies. Yes, okay, so how about least... two lines in the movie? Is that more fair? Maybe no. three or three. <laughs> okay, okay. Ryan, why 
you gotta be mean to Elvis all the time, okay? Uh, I watched this... Baz Luhrmann's movie, and I know, learned that he went through a lot, and he was a nice guy. <laughs> oh, I had some bad news about the Tone movie. He, he had some bad stuff going on. Um, but yeah, it's it's just nice seeing this stuff from a different perspective, um, especially from this like kind of more based on the autobiography of her, right? Yes, yeah. or memoirs or something. Yeah, something memoir, and she also wrote, was a producer on it yeah. as well um, before she passed. Um, and then yeah, just seeing this new perspective on it um, with that whole Sofia Coppola like lens of like it, it feels like that like kind of like young adult womanhood kind of like lens that you see like in some like the virgin suicides which i love the movie a lot so that's great um and like i don't know what to say it's like very good um yeah it's kind of everything you think yeah is is great in this i don't think there's any surprise i think this movie is exactly what you think it's gonna get from sofia coppola doing a priscilla movie i don't know i think the most surprise would be like if you didn't know that she was 14 that is like what (laughs) i don't even remember if they really touch on no, that they didn't like that at all like, they, like she's i think in the scene in the baz Luhrmann one she's in like a school uniform yeah. or something so you're you supposed to like, imply but yeah i see but also i want to correct the record that priscilla presley is in fact still alive oh oh lisa no there died yes lisa marie <laughs> died that's what i'm thinking of and i remember she talked against this movie right she emailed sofia coppola and was like hey this movie is not correct and Sophia Coppola like, was like I hope you understand that we're approaching this with the utmost sensitivity yeah. <laughs> also your mom said it was yeah, so I, mean, I don't know your mom so <laughs> like my dad was very nice like, yeah I bet he was really nice to you but yeah I, yeah, I, don't, know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know is there anything else to say about this it's fine it's good yeah I, re- I just wanted to shout out my favorite part of the movie when Elvis gets really into philosophy and he's just reading all oh the yeah and Priscilla's like please I want to sex you and he's like Honey, I'm trying to read books. Get away from me. And then he talks to the colonel for one second. And he's like, I can't do these books anymore. They're a distraction. And then they're just burning the books. That was my favorite part of the that, whole that movie. That was very funny. That was so fucking funny. Uh, Jacob, Jacob Elordi does a good job. He's yeah, fine. he's good. Yeah, he's, 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 he sounds like Elvis. It's, it's funny to continue existing in a world where uh, Jacob Elordi is a big deal to so many people. And we're all just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. He seems like a goofus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not bad, but like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People seem to approach him with this, like, yes, gravitas, Jacob Elordi. And I'm like, who is that? He's very tall. <laughs> he is very tall. That's the main thing you can say about him and Euphoria. He's very tall. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Priscilla, yeah. folks. One movie. Check Thank it you. out. Um, a movie that we have discussed a lot in this podcast, or at least in our personal lives, uh, as Carrie has been, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I wouldn't say anticipating, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, like when a train is, a, I don't know, when a, a train's coming at you. Carrie's like, huh. been talking about these Hunger Games books since, I think since I've known her. Um, I think that's fan. Yeah. So a new Hunger Games book came out and then that means a new Hunger Games movie came out. Uh-huh. Some say this one is a ballad of songbirds and snakes. It's I'm, so true. I'm, I'm on the <laughs> fence on that. I think only you saw this though. It's true. Well, Carrie, uh, after and? much... Yeah. The movie was okay, surprisingly. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
I thought it was all right. A lot of people are saying that it's their new favorite one of the series. That's crazy talk. That's, That's recency bias. Relax. Is there <laughs> but, a, yeah, is there is a part where like, Lenny Kravitz gets fucking nuked while you're going up a tube? That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't this think is getting so. like insanely high reviews. <laughs> yeah, well, because which I is think, crazy I, to me. Well, maybe a lot of people like me. I don't know what the general consensus on the book is. It's also had legs. This movie's had legs. Yeah. It has not dropped off box office. Yeah, wise. it keeps keeps trucking mm-hmm. but so i don't know i think people were just excited to watch it i don't know if everyone who was excited to watch it read the book because i did not like the book at it's all possible when did the book come out uh, was, a couple no. of years like yeah. 2020 like during covid yeah, either 2020 oh, or 2021 okay because i remember buying it day one and then starting it and being like oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> <I like this. laughs> but uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is a prequel focusing on President Snow when he was 18 years old and still in school. And the setup for this one is this is the year of the Hunger Games where the ratings are low. No one's watching. We gotta figure out how to get people into the games again. And so their school assignment is they, the top 24 of the class are each assigned one of the tributes to be their mentors this is the first year that they implement the mentoring system and we just follow president snow as he navigates getting assigned the girl from district 12 and she's a little she's a a little bit rebellious she's like a rebellious girl from district 12 played by Rachel Ziegler. Hey. <laughs> uh, the guy, I have no idea who that man is. Tom Blythe? Not Donald Sutherland. Yeah, not nowhere near Donald Sutherland. I don't know how we get from this guy to Donald Sutherland, because as we know, Donald Sutherland has like such a timber to his yeah. presence and voice. But yeah, I thought this movie was okay. Uh, the Watching it is a lot easier than reading, reading it, because having to live inside because president snow is just a little bitch the entire yeah, time you are so, he is the protagonist yeah. instead of being like a camera yeah instead of just watching everything go down and not having to have his inner monologue just having to pour over each word physically individually and being like god i hate this man god i hate this man but it's pretty fun does anyone have any questions um okay is it more interesting than mockingjay part one and part two, for that matter. They're not great movies. To it depends with. what you're looking for, I suppose. Because if you just really like the OG characters, then I don't think it adds... I enjoy the poli- political sort of stuff yeah. of it. Uh, the lore expansion is fun, and that's the some of the stuff that I found the most interesting, both in the book and watching the movie, where you get to learn how certain things are implemented. Like, this was the first year they do... Uh, like uh, gifts like a donation mm. thing this is the first year that they uh uh realize that they can make the tributes likable and then people will care about them and donate this is where they made it more gimmicky and reality yes, this show-y. is where okay. it becomes a reality show instead of just yeah. actual just torture that the they're watching every thing. year yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's fun. The mu- There's a lot of songs in it because Rachel is our. Uh, she plays Lucy Gray. She's our titular songbird. So yeah. she's a she's a singer, and it's pretty interesting if you're into it's that. It's got kind a of few thing. Olivia Rodrigo songs on it, or at least one. There's one Olivia Rodrigo song. I don't know. 
Um, second question: What is Viola Davis doing in this film? Oh my God, she's the best part. So yeah. her her character is. Do you remember? uh seneca crane yes man with the wild haircut yeah Uh wild beard that's that's pretty much her role she's the game maker but uh they play it more she's also like a scientist so she's actually in she is just a mad scientist character and uh she has a lab with all these fucking creatures and she's doing experiments figuring out what stuff to implement into the Hunger Games. And that's, is but that where Hunter she, Schaefer comes in? Hunter Schaefer plays Tigress. Right. So you remember... Yes, I remember Tigress. Uh, that's President Snow's cousin. Oh. We didn't know that until the new well, book came that's out. that's great. And I, I remember that was one of the things where I was like, oh, what are we fucking doing here? <laughs> when I started reading the book and it was like, you know, President Snow's cousin, Tigress. And I'm like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so she's Snow's cousin. That's, okay. that's where Hunter Schaefer comes in. Does she starking her weird tiger tattoos? Nope. No mention of any sort of uh, cat body mods okay. in this. So why is so, she called Tigress? No clue. No idea. Is this a separate person also named Tigress? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I a don't co- know. What if Tigress is like the John of like the mm, the, bear, the most common name of maybe. this of this world? Maybe. Interesting. <laughs> so my name's Tigress. Yeah, mine too. Real original, all right? <laughs> well, I'll say that I don't think I have much interest outside of the Hunger Games outside of like the, the setting and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. So well, I'm not gonna, no, I, yeah. I like watching kids kill each other. This How much one of that is, is this there? one, I would say, in terms of it's been a minute since I've rewatched any of the other ones, but in terms of like the brutality, there's a lot more of that because it's not like like, it's not like gadgets and they're not in like a vr world they're just uh, in a coliseum yeah i hated that that was really (laughs) it was like oh it's the ghost bats and it's like it's like why can't we just kill each other no yeah there's none of that because this all predates that so they're just literally in an arena although i do like the idea of like for the very first hunger games they just threw people in a room like kill each other (laughs) (laughs) the first ones were probably very awkward because this is the 10th one so in this movie we're starting to find our footing it's like we rented at an old mall and you guys are just gonna (laughs) kill each other we got some gopros (laughs) just go at it all right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the Hunger Games, the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. It seems like oh, it was a success. So good congratulations to everybody. Will we let it done? Is it done now, or do we maybe make the Hunger Games into some sort of like prestige uh, mini series or TV series? I was talking to Ryan about this. I was like, if we think about it, we have because cat the last Hunger Games that happened was the seventy sixth Hunger Games. So we got all kinds of different That's Hunger true. Games that we you can, can tap go on into. Forever. The people want a Hamish Hunger Games. The people c- to see what his because yeah. uh, he was also in a quarter quell. If you remember, Katniss's the Catching Fire was a quarter mm-hmm. quell. Uh, people want... I don't know what else people want. I see why Tigress looks like they that. Want to, we gotta get a Tigress movie. More quarter quell movies would be fun. Because okay. the first quarter quell, I believe, everyone had to vote for which people from each district oh. they wanted to... So it was like an unpopularity <laughs> contest. That's yeah. hilarious. So that would be really funny. And Haymitch's quarter quell was there was just twice as many people competing mm. in the Hunger Games, which would be chaotic. I don't know. I don't need to expand further on Hunger Games more unless okay. you want to do a full Hunger Games podcast. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, 
The Marvels! Marvel Studios presents The Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta, starring Brie Larson, uh, Teona Paris, Iman Vellani, and Samuel Jackson. Um, yep, this is the sequel to Captain Marvel, but also... Um, the sequel to the Miss Marvel yes. uh, television TV show. In I understand... Kind of WandaVision, Yeah, too. I was going to say WandaVision, right? Yeah, because... Uh, well, the second lady that I had no idea Tio, who she was. Tiona Paris, she... She got her powers in uh, WandaVision, so kind of kind of a sequel to Three Things, which is a bit of a mess. Uh, also, one of the shortest Marvel movies. Yes, uh, it's an yes. hour and forty. Yes, it is under which is two hours. Wild to me. Um, I'm the one who saw this. Yeah. Um, this did not do well Mm-mm. in the box office, and people seem to not like it. I thought this was awesome. And part of that was because it's so short. Like, it's not wasting any time. It's just, like, getting to, like, the stuff. It just kind of begins straight up with, you know, Captain Marvel on an adventure. And then suddenly, like, all the three characters are doing their own thing. And then suddenly they're all getting body swapped every time they use their powers. And the the film does, like, interesting stuff with that where, like, they're fighting. And then sudden, they're fighting on different ends of, like, an area. And then they swap and then it kind of quickly figure out what's going on and reevaluate and keep going like that. It does a lot of fun stuff with that. Um, it does a lot of fun stuff with going to different planets that all have a different like look and atmosphere. There is a planet where it's like um, <laughs> the, the way you communicate is through song. <laughs> so everyone has to sing. Um, and that's very interesting. And I wish they had done a bit more with that. Um, and then it just, it's just it's just a fun nice time and it's short and brief and quick and stylish and it's it's just really good i don't know what to say it's it's the most like interesting marvel thing like lately and there's been a bunch of stinkers um pretty much non-stop so i have a question yes <laughs> is our main villain here at all related to lee pace's character in guardians of the mm. galaxy technically yes okay she is an accuser uh-huh. um so she is from the kree planet so basically her thing is at the end of captain marvel which i had to rewatch because i did not super remember it um she's like i'm gonna go to the kree planet and i'm gonna take it and i'm gonna stop the supreme intelligence the ai robot that controls them because they shouldn't be doing all that. She goes and destroys it, but then that planet just gets super fucked up. Okay. And they're like, this lady sucks. She fucking <laughs> ruined our awesome robot. We need to fucking kill her. Um, and so she is the new accuser because he was an accuser on that planet, and she is after Brie Larson. Because to... she destroyed their AI yes, thing? Yes, okay. she destroyed their AI thing, yeah. Okay. And then everyone else is is on is along for the ride. Does it follow in the very traditional Marvel for, uh, formula of not a great villain? I mean, she has more of a people. People have said that it's not a great villain, but I think it it at least it's a better villain than most in the sense that it builds off what happened in the, like the last movie. A lot of times for these superhero villains, it's just like. And I'm evil, and I'm going to steal the secret rod of pain. It's like, all right, that's fine. So at least it has that backup, because um, the film is so quick, you don't get a lot of time to like settle in with her. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it has to focus a lot of time on the three main characters. Um, so that is kind of a thing, but I can kind of forgive it, just because that's not really what it's trying to be. It's just trying to be a quick, fun, kind of old-school 
type of action thing. What if I never saw Captain Marvel and I have no interest in watching Captain Marvel, <laughs> but I might watch an hour and forty minute movie that is on Disney Plus? Would I still maybe enjoy this? I think you would. I think so. I think okay. it does enough establishing. Um, for Ms. Marvel, um, they do a quick thing at the front that's like, hey, here's what this show is, and here's, I'm here now. Okay. And then with, um, Taylor Paris's character, you can just kind of get, so she is like, so in the original Captain Marvel, uh, film, you know, she, she has like her friend and like her, and, and her friend's daughter, uh, Taylor Paris is that daughter grown up. Oh, okay. Um, and she's like, it's my Aunt Carol and all that stuff. Um, so there's a bit of that relationship that you that might be helpful to know on, but okay. you're just gonna know like, hey, uh, this was her aunt basically, okay. and because she went to space and had adventures, um, the relationship isn't super great. Okay. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Ryan. You're I like it a lot. It's very good. There's some excellent stuff. You're the one stuff person the yeah. in the world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which was very random and weird, just because okay. I was like, oh, it's Beast. Uh huh. Uh, is it um is it Niles Crane? Is it Fraser? Fraser Crane. It's Fraser, yeah, yeah. No, Niles. That's someone yeah. else. Um, okay, well, there you go. Miss Marvel. Check it out on Disney Plus. It's certainly due soon on, on Disney Plus. I'll watch uh, that. My problem is is like it did bad and like there was this Bob Iger quote where he's like, I think it did bad because of COVID that wouldn't let as many executives on set to be watching it. It's like, you think the problem was executives weren't micromanaging it? <laughs> that, no, 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 no. That, that's, if anything, that's the reason why it has like a personality. Yeah. And also, that was the same case with Fuck Mania, where it was filmed during COVID, so there couldn't be executives. And that film's an absolute fucking ugly mess. So, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie's really bad. That movie's really bad. Uh, speaking of movie that I don't want to watch, well, actually, no, I want to watch the Marvels, but I don't want to watch, I have no interest in watching Napoleon. Ridley Scott's Napoleon, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. Um, Carrie, is Carrie the only one who saw Napoleon? I refuse to watch this movie. <laughs> okay. I am so shocked that Ryan was not interested in Napoleon. Well, Carrie... Uh, you're not, you're not missing much. Okay, really, Scott. Of course, House of Gucci. You know, yeah. Exodus, Gods and Kings. Yeah. Uh, the man who dunked on Bart Scorsese, who was like, he was like, I. It doesn't take me four years yeah, to make just a movie. Make more movies, idiot. It's like I know <laughs> you do, but it also shows that you do. Uh, so yeah, what what do we got from this? Uh. I did not get anything. Okay, <laughs> great. It was fine. I like how Napoleon uh, was played by Joaquin Phoenix, and mm. I like how he played him as just a pathetic little weirdo. That was really funny. And, of course, the you think you're so great just because you have boats mm -hmm. line was very, very funny. And uh, anything outside of that, I just could not be bothered to care about. But I, as we've established, I'm not a history person. Like, that's none of my business. That's done and gone. <laughs> none of my business. <laughs> I don't know any of that. So if you're a person who's into the history of Napoleon, I imagine this would be fun to watch. And you could... When when uh when it was like oh Battle of Waterloo is starting me and Greg were like oh shit here comes Waterloo I remember that from my thing. history books that's the only thing I remember about Napoleon and because I love the song Waterloo by ABBA but uh yeah it's okay if if it looks like something you'll like you'll love it <laughs> if you if you watch the trailer and you're like that looks boring you're right 
<laughs> we are we are now getting a trailer for Crybaby, and I've never yeah. seen a, a, any footage of Crybaby, and that looked great. That Cry looks Baby like a great trailer. Rocks. I know that you love it. That was my first John Waters movie, just because it was oh, during trailer. my Johnny Depp phase. Yeah. So I was like, let me watch this, and I was like, weird. <laughs> uh, Napoleon, right. Uh, Crybaby, a movie I would like to watch more than Napoleon. Uh, does Vanessa Kirby do anything interesting in this movie? I like Vanessa Kirby, but she's also just a pretty lady sometimes, and they just yeah. get her to be a pretty lady. Her character was fun, but honestly, I can't think of any scenes where I was like, yes, loved that. Okay. That was something she did, but this movie just did not stick with me at all, so all right. I'm not the best Good person job. to ask. Good job, uh, <laughs> Billy Scott. Keep getting, keep yeah. making stuff. Keep getting paid. I know like, I'd like Joaquin. He was great. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, dream scenario. Uh, this is the A24 film starring Nicolas Cage and, uh, oh yeah, Michael Sarazen. I don't know how, I see it in the trailer, that's all I know. Um, where Nicolas Cage's character just starts appearing in people's dreams for some reason. He is a professor, it seems like. Yes. Uh, and that's all I know about this movie, but I have not seen it. And I realized uh, when Carrie provided us the notes, like, fuck, I missed the theatrical <laughs> release of this movie. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Dream scenario. Carrie, what is this? What, what do you think? Uh, I liked this movie a lot. It plays a lot with, uh, it's kind of surreal and absurd, just with the way the, the dream stuff is presented. A lot of people have made the comparison that it's sort of, uh, like a Charlie Kaufman kind of thing. Mm. And I would agree with that. It's, I don't think it's as, like, melancholy yeah. as any of his stuff, That's but sad. it's, it's got the same sort of tone of weirdness. Sure. Especially when we watch the scenes that are the dreams that people are having and Nicolas Cage is just being kind of weird in them or weird stuff is happening. So we just, we follow this professor as he starts hearing from multiple people that they've been dreaming about him and it starts taking off and he gets a bit of viral fame and we follow the trials and tribulations both positive and negative of that okay it's a fun time ryan what'd you think of this it's very fun it's very funny uh nicholas cage great performance uh the one thing i'll say that like i think that maybe like this a little less than carrie is you know as you can like see from the trailer there's like a point where like you know his fame people start like turning against him and i feel like the point where people like when like oh we love this guy who shows up in dreams and like we hate this guy it felt very sudden like, it felt like in one scene, it was like, funny guy, and it's like, go to hell, I hate you. Well, and it's well like, that's how things work in this cancel culture society that we're living in, I, right? I guess, you know, <laughs> now even like that, I guess I get it. But I don't know, it just felt like a sudden thing, and I can kind of get, like, I think I understand, like, why, like, in the context of the film, like, why that stuff was happening. But it's also, like, why is this reaction so harsh so suddenly and i think the i think the big one for me that like i thought was weird is you know when he's in that like when people are like kind of like afraid of him mm -hmm. he, he's in that um auditorium with like the students and then they all like run away out of fear mm -hmm. but then like suddenly they're outside making fun of him and like filming yeah him. and it's like if you're if like him being like in the same room as you causes you like this emotional response of like flight why are you now like filming like yourself being all ha ha loser like that just seems kind of off it felt like it felt like there was something in the middle there that was like cut for time maybe which i don't know but other than that you know nicholas cage great very funny um 
all the all the weird wacky characters are fantastic. Michael Sarah's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's just it's just a fun time. It's it's it it didn't re- it didn't match my expectations for it, unfortunately, but it's still a very good film. Yeah, Michael Sarah's character is really funny. He plays like brand representative guy yeah. who's like a marketing person, and he's trying. So to... we've been talking to Sprite. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to figure out. He's trying to accommodate ads so that they can get uh, him to somehow dream. His dream essence uh. is like an ad. So when he shows up in people's dreams and he's drinking Sprite, <laughs> they're like, "He's like, I don't want to be associated with Sprite. I want to write a book about ants." <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about that. But like, the people at Sprite are really excited. That sounds pretty good. We can get you to meet with Obama. <laughs> it's so funny. I love this there, movie. There is some, there's some really funny stuff. Yes, that's very good. Uh, this movie made six million, which is not great, but also you know, I feel like it wasn't out for very long. No, it wasn't because I missed it. That yeah. and I yeah. feel like people were kind of lukewarm on it. Okay. Yeah, I think the problem was like there was only one trailer for it, so I think mm. people probably got sick of that. I did get sick of it, but yeah. that's just all A two four movies only have one trailer though. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, what's up A two four? They're gonna go public soon, and uh, they're just they're just bombing on here over here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, dream scenario. I will make sure to catch that eventually, but yeah, I missed it out. It's a good anyways. Time. Oh, Omaha Zone! We're so proud of him, folks. Alexander Payne is back with a movie that is not about people being small. Uh, finally. finally. <laughs> uh, the Holdover is starring Paul Giamatti. Um, yeah, this is a, a sort of a throwback movie. Uh, it's, uh, it's presented as a throwback. of um, It is a 4x3. It sh- looks like it's shot on... I, can't, I haven't been able to find... Re- uh, is it actually shot on film, or is it digital? Oh, and like then, a grain thing? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell. Uh, sometimes I, I, I believe that some parts are shot on film, some can't, but anyways, whatever. Um, Paul Giamatti plays uh, this really curmudgeon, old-school uh, t- professor at a private high school, Yeah, I'd say right? so, yeah. Because they, they talk about college. So yeah, it's, it's like a boarding school. It's like a private boarding friends. school for, like, senators, kids, and yeah. fucking bunch of... Fuckheads, um, much of weird, yeah, or or people who are just really smart and they wind up in the right. sort of like another movie we're gonna talk about. Here. <laughs> um, it's Christmas time. During the Christmas time, everybody can go back home and hang out with their families, you know, and such. But there are a bunch. There are some kids that can't go back for one reason or another. Those are the holdovers, folks. <laughs> TM. Paul uh, money this year has been stuck with the group, and everybody hates him, and he hates them. <laughs> Um, but one kid in particular, he's specifically annoyed about, and, uh, yeah, uh, stuff happens. They, they find out that they may have more in common than they think. (laughs) Um, yeah, and, uh, I fucking love this movie. I love, love, love this movie. Um, I think... I lost the way I describe it. I, you know, you watch a movie and then you write your letterbox and you have all your thoughts and then we do this podcast right. and I fucking forget everything. <laughs> but the thing with it for me is that it is uh, framed like an old-timey movie, but it's not. Just, it doesn't feel like a gimmick. It really feels like it's kind of always been there and I just discovered this movie that mm. somebody recommended to me. is like, yeah, it's kind of sad, but kind of nice Christmas movie about being alone and finding someone and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um... But yeah, it, it, for me, it completely accomplished that goal of um, 
a feeling like a Christmas movie that you just never saw uh, that is about being alone on Christmas and uh, it's touching as well. Um, Paul Giamatti is great in it. Um, yeah, I loved this movie. Thought it was great. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect. I thought it was gonna be like pretty good, right. and it wound up really, really touching me. I loved it a lot. Uh, Ryan, you didn't see this, right? I did not. Carrie, fool. I'm sorry. <laughs> you watched Downsizing. You didn't watch the holdovers. <laughs> uh, my parents made me see Downsizing, and I was oh, against it completely. I'm sorry. Point, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, Carrie. Would you, you saw this with your mom? You said yes. Okay. Yeah, my mom went to see this one. She had already seen it. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I was like, well, I want to see it, and she's like, I'll see it again. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I liked how uh, warm and classic it felt, and I Paul Giamatti was amazing. And that main, the main kid was really good, yeah. too. And I think I read that this was his first movie ever, or... He hold, he He's able to hold his own with Paul. Yeah, which it's is, yeah. really, really great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved their back and forth, and I loved their... I loved the, 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 the cook as well. She was a really good grounding force in the film. Mm-hmm. who's a character whose uh kid got drafted uh and went to the military so or he joined it voluntarily actually they're not drafted he got, well, joined voluntarily so he could get a full ride scholarship yes and then he died mm-hmm. in combat yeah. um and uh, also the husband also died i forgot how I they mentioned that but essentially she's lost her husband and her kids so right. she's so she is also Alone on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way they deal with that and the way they... And not in a movie sense, but in a real life sense where it's like, um, we all know this about you and it's this sort of elephant in the room. Where, mm-hmm. Like, we... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't... You want... Like, it's just like, so, how you doing? Hey, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's really well done. Um, yeah, the movie's great. It's one of my favorites of the year. Really, really good stuff. Um... Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. Check it out, good folks. Time. There's still time. It's almost <laughs> Christmas. Uh, yeah, I hope this. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's already gotten some Golden Globe nominations. Um, I've expected to do some Oscar stuff. I don't know. I don't know how the genre. It's a Christmas movie. Mm. Are the are the, is the Academy like? We're not a Christmas movie. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Big fan of that. Um. People don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. What the hell is this? Please don't destroy. Please don't destroy the treasure. So this is a Peacock original film. Please don't destroy, comma, <laughs> the treasure of Foggy Mountain. Yes. So this is by... Oh, semicolon. My yes. bad. This is by a... Colon. Co- my bad again. <laughs> wait, 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 let me my litigate something God. about the title. So. so this is by a comedy group called Please Don't Destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have blown up because they they made some they made some short form content online and they were basically picked up by SNL. Oh. And they basically just make... Uh, digital shorts every week for them and they are amazing they are so funny and so short and so quippy like when whenever i i i am i am my normiest thing is i watch snl mostly because i'm fascinated by how the hosts deal with that adam driver i uh, I, I was gonna say i just saw some clips sorry sorry to date that when we're recording this but adam driver hosted the other day and he is a fantastic host he always brings like his intense dramatic stuff to like (laughs) insane things anyways but these guys have been the best part of snl for about two to three years and they were basically given you know a movie budget and were allowed to make a a feature-like thing on peacock 
and it is very, very funny. It's very stupid. It's probably not a good movie, but like it's very funny. Conan O'Brien's in it. He plays one of their dads, and it's just a fun, silly time. It feels a lot like um, like Hot Rod did back at that time, yeah. where it's like, okay, this is clearly the vision of this comedy team. Um, and I think over time, you know, the people who are fans of this will probably put this on a higher level than it was. But basically, it's just a group of three friends. Um, and they go on a quest to find the treasure of Foggy Mountain. And they run into random, weird, silly, wacky things along the way. And it's great. Okay. In the sense that it's very funny. Uh, is it a great movie? I don't know. <laughs> you might hate it. But it's very funny. 90 minutes. If you're bored, check it out. Okay. Very good. I do not have Peacock, sadly. Or just Google some of their shorts okay. on 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 youtube because they're very funny and all of them are very good okay cool please don't destroy colon the treasure of a foggy mountain (laughs) all right salt burn the new film from one emerald Fennell of promising young woman fame starring barry keoghan jacob alori hottest star on the planet (laughs) this month um (laughs) and roseman pike Alan Carey Mulligan for a bit in it. Um, yeah, so um, I don't. For me, my expectations on this movie wasn't super high, but uh, it's Emerald Fennell's new movie, which is a, sort of a big deal. As promising Woman was a big deal movie, but those trailers sure were something, huh? That's that's what I remember from. I mean, there I got annoyed by the first one. Even though I was, it was the well done trailer. Yeah, I just got annoyed. And to be fair to the people who edited those trailers, I don't fucking know how I sell this movie. What do you want me to I mean, do? Honestly. What do you want me to sell this as? I don't fucking know. You can't show the pivotal scene. You can't, yeah. It'd be very confusing. Um, so this is, I think you described it at uh, Carrying Letterbox as Barry Kogan always being up to something or whatever. That. <laughs> it's it's Barry Kogan is up to some stuff He's in this movie. Up to something every day of his fucking life. <laughs> Barry Kogan watched... Um, Parasite, and I was like, I could do that. <laughs> but in my own sick and twisted way. Um, yeah, so Barry Keoghan uh, meets Jacob Elordi at this private school. Um, it's a, is it college? It's Oxford. It's Oxford. Oxford University. Um, so uh, this, we understand that Barry here got in because he's a very smart lad and got a scholarship or something. Uh, and there are a lot of rich people who just paid their kids to get there and they're real assholes and Barry doesn't really fit in and people are really mean to him except this one guy who he's good at math is that (laughs) he's good at math but he's also insane yes he is also (laughs) insane somehow seems kind of normal uh, by the end of this movie um yeah and then uh you know uh, some 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 bad stuff happens to his family um, he has a chance encounter with Jacob Alordi. He has a chance encounter. Who you see that like he had kind of like looks at and like kind of like fantasizes about. Mm-hmm. It's a little unclear on what the intentions are there, mm-hmm. but but yes, yeah, some stuff happens with his family, and then why don't you stay in my castle with my rich family for the summer? Uh, if you insist, <laughs> you pulled my arm. I what guess could, I'll come stay in the castle. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and are we spoiling this movie? Uh, <laughs> that seems like a no. I don't know. I don't know. We have two months where it'll we can be, spoil it'll be the on Prime the twenty second of this month. Yeah. So wow. Can't not. wait till people I'm click so on that excited. movie. I'm so I, honestly, I feel like people. I, 
like I I think being light spoiling might be good because I feel like if people saw the trailer and was like Ugh, like they're not gonna watch it. I feel like people <laughs> had this sense like there was some mischief up. They might be like more like okay, yeah. all right. Because I did not get the sense of mischief in the trailer. I got they this... cast Barry Keoghan. I know, I know, and that's and I should have okay. I should have realized. I would, okay, listen, listen, I would describe it as an erotic thriller. And they yeah. don't, the trailers don't really, like some weird spooky shit maybe is happening or it's a coming of age story. It is not a coming of age movie. I can tell you that much. It's a it's coming, a coming story. story. Uh, Light. There we go. <laughs> but uh, it is um, certainly nothing else like it right now. Uh, there's maybe something kind of like it. Uh, I think there's a lot like it, but not in this combination and for a good reason. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I don't know. People keep telling me it's like a Mr. Town, the talented Mr. Ripley. I don't fucking yeah, I don't know, know that. What is. that is. It's an old <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, I saw a personal journey through movies with Martin Scorsese, and he didn't mention it, so clearly it doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this movie. What can I say about this movie that's spoiling it? That what I like about it. Um, <laughs> I found it. It has moments of shock, and awe, and I. I don't know. I was like, man, that's crazy. And uh, the erotic thrillerness of it, which is weird to say that it is a... Erotic thrillers work because there's a mystery or something to try to solve, and also it is sexy. I thought it was kind of... I don't know. It was... <laughs> Listen, if you need to get into it, we can do a spoiler yeah. warning. All I'm, all I'm going to say about the eroticism of this is because it was described as erotic. I've seen people on the internet, like, this is a sexy movie. The director was like, the bathtub scene or whatever, this is this, this is so sexy. Listen, if you think this is sexy, you need to see a therapist. <laughs> you have some deep problems that you I don't need think to work out. I'm not... It's not my thing, but I do think it is sexual in nature. And yes, everything is sexual in this movie. <laughs> is it sexy though? I, is it is it tantalizing? It's like oh, 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 no, so, no, <laughs> no. It's gross. It's really gross. Wow, Ryan. I'm sorry. If some if if a guy if that's a little homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Be, you can insert any of the sex scenes in this movie, and, and I could say if anyone did any of that to you, you would call the police. I would call the police. Anyone would call the police. It is criminal. To quote uh, one's a very, very uh, no, well-known detective, it makes no sense. It does compel me, though. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no damn sense. Uh, um, but yeah, Saltburn. It's such a good movie. I... I uh, realized about this movie because I feel like uh, with Emerald Fennell's other film, Promise Young Woman, they both have they're very different content, but they both have a similar like velocity and punchiness that I really enjoy. And I like watching Saltburn. I love Promising Young Woman, but it's such a heavy movie for me that I can't watch it very often. So I'm happy to have Saltburn, which is seeped in that same style, and I can just watch it and have some laughs and have a good time. Mm. I uh, think that that's important. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, check it out once it gets to Amazon. Um, Please. I don't know. I'm very fascinated. Amazon. Pay. I, I'm. I am. Gar- I guarantee you, when Jeff Bezos finds out that he greenlit this movie, he's gonna be like, "What? 
Please. He's a billionaire. Yeah. He's no one's this. asking Margot <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> He's definitely done everything in this movie to someone. This is about him. Uh, <laughs> this was the him at Oxford, probably. I can see it. I can 100% see it. All right. What a good movie. Well. Uh, the garage he started out thought it was actually the manor. Speaking of a monster, uh, God, I'm not talking about uh, oh God, Jacob Alordi. No, I was no, talking about Jeff Bezos. Barry Barry Keoghan. Oh, that was mine. Oh, I see. Keoghan's a nice young man. He's Drug. 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 Whatever the fuck oh, that. Oh right, yeah. Drug. Didn't see that. Uh, Godzilla minus one. Uh, a new Japanese live action Godzilla movie. So the follow up. To Shin Godzilla, not to be confused with the uh, Warner Brothers uh, monster, the Monarch monster, Monsterverse, Monsterverse, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, yeah, this is a Godzilla movie that is a uh, minus one. I guess you would call it because it's, I guess it's like kind. It's not really one, but it's also not really zero. I don't know. Is that where this is? Because it's. Um, I re- I reread this again. It's because it's not that way because after World War Two, they're like. Japan was put to zero, and and in a movie where Godzilla attacks right after the that's bomb, minus one. That they're they're going back. They're, oh. they're, he's the minus one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, it's this, also like kind of like a prequel kind of thing. I don't. It's think not. It's, it's like a re. It's, it's not connected to no. like Shin Godzilla or any of the other ones, but like I think by putting it like farther back in the timeline than any of the other ones. I think that kind of makes it... Look it's also a one where the first one doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's the thing. This is a Godzilla movie where Godzilla doesn't really appear at, well, after the, the, you know, the nuclear bomb. He's just kind of always existed. Uh, or has existed relatively existed, recently. But then the, the bomb kind of made him blow up a bit. Yeah. Got him yeah. a little beefed up. Yeah, yeah. a little beefed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, we follow, we follow this uh, kamikaze fighter pilot um, who is... Having second thoughts about the job. <laughs> oh, oh. I've been there. <laughs> you know what? I don't think this is where my career path wants to go. <laughs> uh, and so he lands uh, on a little island where, you know, kamikaze fighter planes, I guess, get serviced before they do the job. And then they're like, hey, buddy, there's nothing wrong with your plane. That doesn't seem like a necessary step No, it doesn't. Either. It's like, hey, this plane needs to be in working order. <laughs> like, okay. I don't I think he's, he's I said like, hey, uh, I was trying to kill myself, Listen, but it, man, but the uh, but the plane wasn't working right. I was like, okay, we'll check it out. And like, uh, it just keeps working. landing safely. I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and then Godzilla attacks that camp, um, and uh, Godzilla uh, kills all the people there. And there's a moment where our little fighter pilot here has a moment to fight back against Godzilla by using a gun turret, which we all know, viewer, that wouldn't do a goddamn difference but he is uh filled with guilt he survives him and one other guy um he gets to go back home and see the wreckage of the nuclear bomb and what war has done to japan very fun stuff um and he is also haunted by you know this immense guilt that he could have done something um and sees godzilla in his dreams sometimes um and yeah and then a few years later godzilla shows up in full fucking power force after japan was just done rebuilding uh, and, uh, we gotta, we gotta do something about him. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Ryan, you wanna start with how you feel about this one? I fucking love this movie. <laughs> this movie's so awesome. I, it does everything that, like, you know, a good monster movie should do, but it's also 
you know, Godzilla. I think it, it's the most, like, I've cared about, I've been interested in, like, what's going on with, like, human characters in a movie like this. That's just fair. Because, yeah. like, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of, like, divisive on, like, the guy, but, like, at least, like, what he's going through is, like, interesting and, like, unique, whether or not, you know, he does do a lot of speeches about, like, honor it, I should have done something. It's, like, maybe a few less of those, but what he's going through is so unique and how everyone's interacting with him and there's, like, fun side characters. He has, like, this this interesting, you know, kind of, like, found home that he, like, made in the wreckage of, like, everything. And then Godzilla. And he's insane. He's, like, this giant shark that's just, like, destroying everything. His atomic breath is actually atomic. It's, it's like, actually literally dropping a nuke on you. It's, it's so awesome. Which is one of the best scenes in the movie. It's, it's incredible. It's so good. And just, like, the movie's also, like, really beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. Like, you see all this, like, you know, boats on the ocean and Godzilla looming in the distance and just, like, sunsets and just, like, planes and people. And it's just, like, it's just awesome. It's just, like, everything, like, a good action movie or a monster movie should be. I just absolutely love it so much. And plus it has all that, like, classic Godzilla symbolism for, like, you know destruction society war blah 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 we know we've all seen oppenheimer but <laughs> it's amazing and i'm so glad it's doing super well in the states because it deserves all of that in my opinion it's it is great you cannot tell that it was made on a budget less than 12 million yes. there's a quote going on on 12 million and the director was like i fucking wish it was the, 12 million the, yeah the quote was like 15 million oh yeah 15 and then million. and then the director was like i wish it was that it was more like 10 million approximately and it's like damn oh, <laughs> that is like nothing for the price of a blumhouse movie that's yeah. pretty damn that's good that's pretty good yeah uh carrie what'd you think of this i liked it a lot as well i was not intending to see this movie i was intending to try and see silent night but then that <laughs> showing was canceled and i was like oh, well i right. guess i'll go watch Sh this John stinky lizard movie and you know what <laughs> pretty damn pretty good. good probably better than silent <laughs> But yeah, no, I completely agree because when I was watching it, I had that realization of like, oh my God, it is possible to care about the people. <laughs> yes. Because yes. like my limited exposure to Godzilla has been some of the older ones and then mostly just the... The newer. Yeah, those ones. And those are all kind of ass. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, at least just in terms of the human characters all... Mm -hmm not inspiring me to care about them at yeah. all. Yeah. Except mean, Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they kill him <laughs> off 20 yeah. minutes later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, all the human stuff of, like, a country who, like, just went through war uh, and where they lost and they realized, like, what the fuck? What, why did we... What, why? Like, why are we so, like, honor-bound? Why are we, like, willing to sacrifice our lives so easily for our country? Um, I really like that with, like, The Last Stand when yeah. everyone was like, listen, the government didn't have our back with this with this war thing so we have to as a as a as people not a country just like yeah. work to stop this godzilla just some thing. guys because japan was getting demilitarized after the war mm -hmm. uh and also we we're moving into the cold war where the united states were like that might piss off the russians if we do something so godzilla is mm, <laughs> that, that lizard that's your problem <laughs> that's guys. your problem guys um but yeah, I like this movie a lot. I would describe this movie as the Top Gun Maverick of Godzilla movies. Um, where uh, it is, uh, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it is doing like the core 
tenets of what you expect this action movie to do. And for it's Jonathan Godzilla specifically, like Godzilla's big, he's powerful, he's fucking terrifying, and they really go home. Again, when he does the nuclear, the, the atomic breath, it feels like, like in the country, like, a oh, fuck another goddamn... Okay, the monster smashing on... If it wasn't more... If it, if it wasn't clear enough how much it sucked that one, you're getting smashed by a monster, also he's dropping a nuke. And you guys probably have some feelings about being dropped nukes this, on. This man isn't just a metaphor for atomic nukes. He also he, literally he, is he, an atomic nuke. Yeah. Uh, and so it gives weight to like when they're like, we cannot let him do that again. Like we have like... Yeah, so were they trying to stop him from doing that? Like, yeah, because that's, that's no good. We don't want that, guys. That um, is no good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, like the action scene, like it's it's pretty low stake. Again, some guys in a boat, they're oh gonna like, God. we got balloons. We're gonna use these <laughs> balloons <laughs> to take down Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> and Godzilla's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my favorite like action theme is like when they're in like the little tugboat. Yeah. And Godzilla's like doing little like shark shark swim over <laughs> and like they're just fast enough to like match him. And, like that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And that's terrifying. Look at that little goofy man who's following you. Yeah. The little snout in the water. It's awesome. And again with like in like I think with Top Gun Maverick is like we have this plan. Mm. We're gonna execute it. There are steps to it, and the tension is like how like each part actually goes to plan or it doesn't. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's really great. My only problem with this movie, and it's a problem with Top Gun Maverick a little bit, is that I just don't care about this guy that much and where I, I did not care about Tom Cruise so much in his relationships with other characters in this movie. I just thought, and I get it, like we have a character who's like sort of, again, uh, he has these feelings of guilt because he's also like sort of, his culture been like honor. So he was like, I was supposed to die. It was the, was the right thing to do. It's fucked up, then I'm alive, or whatever the hell. And then we find the older guy who survived from the island and be like, hey, 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 you gotta live. Um, and then his his wife character, like, is not a character at all. She's just a pretty lady. We take care of, like, she's just she's just a housewife, essentially, which is, I don't know, I didn't like that either. But uh, everything else around it, like uh, the lead uh, professor man who's also in charge of their... Oh, yeah, the fucking boat, their job is to go shoot down the mines with the fucking thing. Right, yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Their little fucking <laughs> shitty boat. It's so good. Um, yeah, this movie's great. It's very, very good. Um, it's awesome to see uh, so many folks uh, come out to watch it, actually. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, good stuff. Good job. Uh, I don't know if you can... The problem with Godzilla is that... Once you introduce other monsters, it's hard to go back to ground. Again, because we have stakes. We have big monster man, small humans. How are the small humans going to take down the monster? The monster When it's two monsters, I love two monsters fighting, but it's hard to ground that, ground that yeah. at all. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, because like watching them fight, that's cool. But then it's like, okay, now the people are like, okay, now there's two monsters and they're fighting. This, this, this really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we just built this sports arena. Just, I really just, wish they had a dub. Just that. let them fight. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, let them fight. <laughs> Anyways, that's all for uh, November. Uh, we did not watch Thanksgiving again. I don't know why that, that's the, but you know, we, we didn't do it. It what just never that? came to Alamo. Yeah. So we were like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. December. Um, May December. Oh yeah, May December. Uh, the new movie from Todd Field. Haynes. Haynes. Dang it. <laughs> um, director of Carol. Um, starring uh Natalie Portman, 
and Julianne Moore. Um, yeah, I did not know about this until people started raving like crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I tried to watch it on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. I can use it on my lap on my computer. But it looks like shit, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I watch. Have you seen May December? Yeah. Uh, I've seen this okay, as well. Yeah. Excited They're to talk about it in December. Very fun. I don't know why it was nominated for best comedy or musical. What are you gonna do? Golden, Golden Globes, Globes, baby. It's like this movie's really funny. What's it about? Oh, oh no. It, it, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, talk we'll talk about it. About it. Uh, there are jokes. It's jokes. <laughs> there's jokes, but it's there's got a also very dark sense of humor. There's also the rest of it. What? What? <laughs> next month. John Woo's Silent Night. Uh, I would like to watch it, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, cause like they were gonna open it at Alamo and then they just didn't. I don't know if they're going to. They might have just run out of screens, cause it's the end of the year and there's a ton of shit. I've heard it's not very good. Yeah, I've heard people do not like it. Like they really do not like I it. I would want to watch it though. Cause like, come on, let me decide. <laughs> I might still try and figure out a way to okay. check it out. We'll see. I'll report back. Right. <laughs> Eileen. Uh, starring Anne Hathaway and Thomasin McKenzie, based on a novel of the same name, I believe. Um, Massachusetts, uh... Yuck. Uh, That's the movie, not me. More like Massachusetts. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Um, we've already seen this also. We'll have thoughts on it. Uh, a little thriller. Anne What's Hathaway, little pretty lady. Whoa, blonde, <laughs> smoking. Whoa, yuggy, yuggy, yuggy. Wow, whoa, whoa. Calm down. <laughs> no, that's Thomas and Mackenzie, not oh, me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the boy and that heron. That dang boy and that dang heron. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki's new movie, new animated movie. Uh, not to be confused with his son who can't draw uh, for shit. <laughs> uh yeah his next movie since the wind rises if i'm not incorrect yeah and that was 2013 that was a, that was a decade that was a, that was a long fucking time ago Jesus. he's been he's been drawing this for a while yeah. <laughs> all those birds yeah Again, there are a lot of birds there are a lot of birds in this film another movie we will talk about when the time comes wonka Whoa. what's this man's name the director Jesus, I have no idea. Paul, I just keep Paul, calling him Paul Paddington King. guy. Paul, <laughs> Paul King. King, that's what it is. Uh, Paul King's Wonka, Timothy Chalamet. I'm so excited. It's um, so Timothy Chalamet is One of the biggest, Wonka. The biggest surprise of the year. People fucking love this movie. I mean, like, I was excited from a shitpost standpoint, and now people really like it, and I'm like, oh no, what if I really genuinely <laughs> now when, love now when, he, now when he says, I'm making chocolate, of course, people are like, wow. I'm making chocolate, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I think if this movie is good, I think that just go, shows that Paul Kane really is Kane, and he can take even the dumbest idea yeah. of so a Willy Wonka origin story so and make it work. Uh, from the things I've seen from the trailer, it does seem like um, I like how it's clear that they're incorporating the look of the first movie, mm-hmm. where like it's clear they didn't have a lot of budget. Where like it's like this is kind of a factory still. Yeah, it's magical. There's like crazy, but it's still a factory. Right. Whereas the Charlie Chocolate Factory went all the way to like a skeuomorphism and like yeah. Tim Burton stuff. Um, so I'm interested in that. I'm fucking watching it. I wasn't planning on watching Wonka, but here we are. Oh, boy. Um, Big fun. Big fun at Wonka. The Zone of Interest. I only know this movie from the poster and that it is good, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
This is the guy who made Under, Under the Skin. skin. Nope. Yes. Oh. I don't know. I don't know anything else beyond that, but that interests me. Boy, I believe it's, it's about uh, people who work at a concentration camp oh. and are they like build up a house right next to the concentration camp or like we're going to live here. I think I have no idea. Oh, I might be. I'm that's fucking insane. Wrong. That's a great. If it's if it's not, that's a great set of I think I okay. remember reading that, so I think that's it. I, my main also thing I saw was somebody on Twitter just being like, because it's just like Zonovan. If that is the 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 the, the story sure of the movie, up. it's just a bunch of movie reviewers just being like, "Some interest? What?" Just react based to it. And then I saw someone like being like, just do that, like, but like come and see, be like, "What?" <laughs> Uh, anyways, that sounds something. But that uh, is that what it is? Uh, commandant of Oswich, Rudolf Foss, and his wife Hedwig strive to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden next to the camp. Okay, that sounds. Thank God I was right. <laughs> I I would have I would have chosen somewhere else to live, but personally, you know, me. personally me, I I would live outside the zone of interest. I, that does not interest me. <laughs> Well, I haven't seen the trailer, but that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to see good. that now. Yeah, Great. I'm excited. Cool. Fantastic. Um, I lost the show notes. Ryan, what's uh, the next uh, one? American this? Fiction. Oh, this one. Uh, Je- what's his name? Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey yes, Wright. Yes. Um, he's he's an author. Um, he, he, he's, a good, he's a good writer, but nothing picks up. But then he decides to write a, quote, black book, <laughs> and that suddenly makes him exploded popularity and he has to kind of put on this facade of you know this life that he pretended that he had in uh the book that he wrote um, what a hi- looks, what hijinks it looks very funny it does look i like jeffrey, I like wright. jeffrey wright a lot I like him. Issa ray's in it very good i love jeffrey wright when he's doing really long uh monologues in uh wes anderson movies i love his role in the hunger games <laughs> catching fire oh he was in that he was beady he was oh beady. yeah <laughs> That's right. He wasn't that. That's cool. All right. Why is Rebel Moon Part 1 a child of fire on this list? Because it comes out on Netflix this December, George. Mm. It's the first half of the Zack Snyder Star Wars. The, the, the movie that, that woke Star Wars wouldn't let him make. Oh, probably. that's what this is. Yeah. I've only seen the title. I mean, what do you mean by that, Ryan? So basically, this was based on a Star Wars pitch he gave to Lucasfilms. Mm-hmm that they said no to, and he decided to just rework it into his own thing. Uh, so this is just a Star Wars movie. Hmm. By Zack Snyder. By Zack Snyder. Two things I hate. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I mean, he seems like a nice He seems like guy. a nice guy. He just seems like a, a, he just seems like a dumb guy. You yeah. know? He's just a dude. He's just a dude. But yeah, this is a two-parter, two-part film, and then also he said that there will be a director's cut that combines both of them that will also have like more... like. Stuff that's not in either part, and it's like, why? Yeah, like, <laughs> like what's happening? It's not like this is showing in theaters and you're confined to a length. Just make it all one thing. I'm so confused <laughs> by all this. He just likes to do that. He likes to do his cut. I guess even of his own movie. <laughs> I guess even when he has full creative control, he's like, no, 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 no. I need to hold back. God damn it. Uh... 
yeah, that I'm literally I'm asking gonna... Netflix, hold me back, hold yeah. me back. I'm, I'm begging go, you. I'm gonna go ahead and straight up refuse to watch. That. That's fine. I will. I will hate watch this so we can oh talk my about God. it. Don't worry. You watched Army of the Dead. I did. That is not cool. a good movie. That's a very boring, bad movie. And because you know, we're Justice League Seven one. Film of the year, if you remember the audience film of right. the year, that one film. very funny. That was hilarious. That actually. was very funny. <laughs> it's like, Army of the Dead, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's got Batista in it. Not this one though. Does this one have anyone famous? I've seen um, a lady. I'm like, I don't know who you are. It has people famous in it. Yeah. Um. Let me go. Go on to the next Aquaman in the Lost Let's Kingdom. Go. Now this is some silly ass bullshit that I will definitely I'm, watch. Yes, then it's been, feels it feels like the first Aquaman was a long time ago. Was it twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen? I got I a question. So. Yeah. Do we watch this movie in three D? No. That way. I watch it. No, the that IMAX way, theater sucks. That way ass. it will be full. If it's in Dolby Vision, I would love to okay. watch it in Dolby Vision at AMC. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, this is a new Aquaman movie. Uh, that, that's all it seems to be. Well, I mean, that all just seems to be what it's about. It's just another Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but this one seems to have a lot more like buddy comedy of yeah. Aquaman and Patrick Wilson. That is I'm very so funny. excited. Uh-huh. We love Ocean Master. We stand an Ocean Master. <laughs> okay, so question. Manta was in the first one, right? Yeah, yeah okay, I thought he so. he was like a side C plot that yeah, we kept was cutting a... to occasionally. Yeah, and it's like, oh, Black Manta? Okay. Ooh, and then it's like, whatever. I'm gonna kill that Aquaman. Because he was the one who, at the very beginning, when Aquaman was like on the ship and his dad died. Oh, yeah! And Aquaman was like, I I'm not going to help you or something. I don't remember. It's what like happened. I'm wearing my jeans. I can't help you, you right can't, now. Can't deal with all oh this. yeah. And then, then he—that's why he hates Aquaman. Huh. I think. Huh. It's it's all coming back. I to mean, me. that's fair. That is pretty fair, honestly. Yeah. Aquaman kind of seems I'd like. Pr- a I, I am probably have to. I do have to probably rewatch Aquaman. Hell Let's yeah. Go, Hell yeah, bitch. we do. <laughs> Um, uh, also, this was a, a great reminder that Nicole Kidman's mom is. I completely forgot about that. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> It'll also be the mother of Jason Momoa, but Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Anyways, some of the people in, in Rebel Moon include Charlie Hunnam, oh. um, Ed oh, yeah. Serkin, Anthony Hopkins, oh. um, Ray Fisher, Jenna Malone, uh, another uh, Hunger Games person. Um, Demon Hansu. Yeah, Demon Hansu. Oh, my God. Um, and that's Carrie Elways. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Gordon himself. And that's the be... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, man. All right. Cool. I'm still going to go ahead and refuse. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. All right. Unless you report back that Carrie Elways is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, uh, the Iron Claw. This is an eight, another eight two four movie. This is the movie based on the story of the Von Erich wrestling dynasty, um, starring Zac Efron, uh, Jeremy Allen White. Uh, who else is in that? That's it. Uh, might be yeah, some other. There's a third brother. There's a third. Well, there's more than three. Oh, there's a lot of them. Shows you what I know. Um. So yeah, this is a. Uh, this will be probably good. I'm excited to watch this. Um, yeah. If you want, for those curious who are not wrestling people, this is like old wrestling shit. Mm. Old, old wrestling shit. Like, I think the only reason a lot of people know about this story is because Vice has a really good documentary series about wrestling stories, and this was one of them. But other than that, I had never heard of this story until then. 
It was like pre WWE, like territory mm. shit. Like it is ancient. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, stuff happens to that family, is all I'll say. Um, anyone but you. I know this one and I can't remember what it is right now. Sydney Sweeney, Glenn Powell. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just got a trailer for that yo, right now. Yo. Why is this coming out on Christmas? Uh, nothing. I saw a trailer around. Like, Wait, it's coming out on Christmas? <laughs> on what? What? How this is January stuff? What are we doing? Unsure. Some people think Sydney Sweeney is very attractive. Good for them. I'm sure they'll enjoy this film. <laughs> That's how I feel about the both of these people. Because I. Oh, is this man someone I should know? Uh, he's from. Glenn uh, Powell? He he's... was in. Maverick. Yeah, he was. In oh yeah, he was. He that's was like, the like, that's what made him like blow up with popularity. Because he just looks like a white guy. <laughs> yeah. George, people I'm like, so confused. People like generic white. Guys. Apparently, and I like Glenn Powell. <laughs> he was very funny in Scream Queens, oh, uh, the TV show. Very funny guy in that one. He plays this weird jock who is just insane and incredible. Um, and now he is a huge mega star suddenly, which is very weird to me. But all I know about this movie is the weird tra- trailer thing. Oh, they got ha- spoofed by. Uh... They got spoofed by the curse. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. It was and pretty... other than that, that's all I know about it. It's directed by the director of Easy A, oh. Fired Up, uh, Friends with Benefits. Essentially, any anytime Sony has made a comedy like sort of daily. It's been him. I think he also did the Annie reboot with Jamie Foxx and uh, Cameron, Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so congrats to that guy. He's getting work from Sony forever. Um, I'm sure this will do big numbers on Netflix once it's out on Netflix. Yeah. I have no interest in it. I am, I think, sure. I have no interest in Sydney Sweeney. I guess she looks attractive. I mean, sure. It was very weird. My boss, when we were on a trip, sorry, Nick, I just said, he doesn't listen to this. He was just like, George, she's really hot. And I was like, okay. Alrighty. Yeah, I think she's okay. I mean, she she is, but it's like, I see her in euphoria and I'm just like, I don't, you're insane. Yeah. Like, like it like. Euphoria has really tainted all these actors for me. Like, 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 if I just saw, if I just saw her, I'd be like, yes, you're like a conventionally attractive person. But like, I just think of euphoria of like, there's there, a lot. There's a sea of grossness over yeah. this now. And that's how I feel about Jacob Elordi too. Yep, mm. same here. It's just like everyone who touches that show. Whatever happened to Barbie Ferreira? I haven't seen her in any. I mean, she showed up in Nope when yeah, we she watched that. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she got she got written out of Euphoria. She did get written out of Euphoria. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. All right. Well, anyways, how funny. She was like one of the main characters that she became nothing and then. Migration, baby. <laughs> Illuminations migration. I don't know why I'm fascinated with this movie, but I sure as hell am. This is Illuminations movie about ducks migrating. Um, and uh, I don't know. Jimmy Neutron's dad is probably very excited about it as a That's joker. So <laughs> Three people. I do not remember Jimmy Neutron enough to... He loves ducks. Okay, I I believe it. It's a beautiful mallard. Exactly. That's what's in this movie. Uh, This movie's tracking to be the worst performing Illumination movie of all time. Interesting. Um, So, uh, you know? But also, to me, it seems like the least annoying Illumination movie. And I'm counting the Mario movie in that. That That's true. That's a very annoying movie. That's a movie that came out this year, you know what I'm saying? People were mad when I didn't win best video game adaptation at the Game Awards. Who? Who is people? People. Who? I saw people. I saw people. I saw people. No, I saw people argue that like 
that like it would win because no one wa- not enough people watched The Last of Us. What are you talking about? I know, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I see these insane takes whenever I'm on the internet and I'm just like, what algorithm is doing this? Why is it doing this to me? There's no world where the Mario movie would win best video game theme over a Last of Us TV show, so I Pedro Pascal. Anyways. Uh, this movie's bro. about birds. Yep. <laughs> Poor things. Uh, the next yes. film from Yorgos Lanthimos. Is that that's his name? The next film to become Carrie's personality for the Excuse next few months. You. I'm excited for this. <laughs> Carrie, I say that with so much love in my heart. Starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Rami Youssef, I think is his name, and Willem Dafoe. Um, is a movie about a woman, a woman discovering life, as I understand. Yeah, I think it's like a Frankenstein type of thing. Yes, I've it's heard. A, I've she's heard. A lady. I've heard it's like Barbie, but like she fucks. Let go. <laughs> I understand that I've she heard fucks it's like a lot. Things left discovering like womanhood and stuff mm. like that, and it's like that's hilarious. If we get to if we get to like the A track and the B track. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it seems like. Uh, Searchlight Pictures has not had a good uh, record of making profitable movies. Would that be Disney's fault? Probably. But it seems like they are very, very confident in this movie, and they're really, really backing up old Yorgi uh, uh, with marketing on this one. Um, so, yeah. It's um, about time. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Uh, we're getting it like last. I've already I know, know multiple mm-hmm. people who have already seen this movie uh, when I was in, when they when I was in LA. Um, so yeah, poor things. The Color Purple, the musical mm-hmm. remake. Oh, it's a musical remake? Why exactly. are you not? Why, exactly. movie studios, why are you so scared to say the musical? That's it how is I feel about the Mean Girls Yes. Thing. Well, they're doing that with, with Wonka, they're doing that with Mean Girls, and they're doing that with The Color Purple. To be fair, Wonka. Like, you would expect Wonka yeah, to be yeah, musical, yeah. but they're not showing any sure, of sure, that sure, sure, in sure. the trailers, so it's just like, people are going to show up, and someone, people who hate musicals someone, hate some, musicals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're... But it's also like my problem with, and I don't, and Mean Girls comes out in January, we'll talk about it then, but like, you're just calling it Mean Girls, you're showing no songs, people aren't gonna want just, and like, it has half of the same cast, so it's like, people right. who like Mean Girls are gonna be like, why would I watch this? It also has Tim Meadows and Tina Fey in it, who made, like, like why? And it's like, if you showed it was a musical, then at least that'd be something, mm-hmm. but they're not. Show those set pieces! Why yeah, is it showing this? They're probably gonna be awesome. They're probably gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't understand. And I didn't know this was. I didn't know this was a musical exactly. either. Exactly. Yeah. I've not seen the color purple. Me so either. Not, There's I a 4K release. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Coming out soon. That's like a. What year did that come out? Eighty. It was definitely eighty. Eighty. I don't know. In yeah. My head. It's like late eighties, early nineties. Because Oprah was already big. Right. But that like. So yeah, it could be. Yeah. I guess it could be late eighties, early nineties. Either okay. one. Okay. I'll double check. Yeah. Uh, a little um, before our time, unfortunately. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, I've somehow this is a movie somehow that uh, eighty five. Okay, oh, okay. somehow this is a movie that has culturally completely passed me by. Like I just know the book cover and the movie cover. Mm-hmm. I I've seen the four K release and I've never seen a single actor in this movie until that moment. And I don't know what I don't know, but uh, yeah, this movie just reminds me. I should watch the color purple the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen. Not a single trailer for this movie has passed my eyeballs. This <laughs> Me remake. too. So I can't even tell you if it looks good or bad. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch a trailer for it later tonight. I don't know. 
Anyways, Ferrari. Your trailer will not pass you by. <laughs> or will? Very will? quickly. <laughs> will pass you by. Ferrari. Michael Mann's Ferrari. My God, this movie. I cannot <laughs> fucking wait. I wish we had better theaters in Omaha so I could watch it in the best possible quality. Oh, my God. Was it there? Are two, ob- two objects in motion, whatever. Two objects cannot exist in the same space Wham. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. I can't wait. Uh, Adam Driver um, is a good actor, and I love when he is doing a fucking accent, and he is Enzo Ferrari. Uh, I fucking love Penelope Cruz. I think she is. I'm, I'm just gonna. I think she's my favorite actress of all time. I love nice. her. Love her to death. And you have her here being passionate and angry and yelling. And I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> He's like the father of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cheyenne Woodley's in this as well. Oh yeah, I don't. Know I don't know why. Much. And also the movie trailers itself. I'm like, yeah, she's here. <laughs> Shailene Woodley will do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for this movie. Me and all the dads are going to be very <laughs> fucking excited. Uh, is anyone else here excited for Ferrari? I'm, I'll, I'm excited, I'll see yeah. it. Yeah. Seems it was funny. Fun. I love yeah. Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Adam Driver, too. Um, this also seems like... A, this also seems like um, the Parasite money and the Parasite uh, acclaim, like, transaction for Neon. Like, mm. this is a... This looks like an expensive movie and a movie that they needed to do very well. Um... Because I kind of think, what is A24's biggest win? It might have been like the Green Knight, and I guess everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I think Bo was afraid. I, yeah, I think no. Bo was afraid it was a big swing, and it did not turn out financially <laughs> well for that one. Yeah. But, Idiots. Everyone yeah. who didn't see Bo was afraid, I mean. Um, but yeah, Ferrari. Idiots, but I get it. <laughs> I don't. Oh. Hey, frankly, I don't. <laughs> Fix it. I guess it's Wonka the big Christmas I think movie? I think Let's people go. are going to see... It's going to make a lot of money, huh? Does, I feel like people are not passionate about Aquaman. I'm not I watching know. Wish. They're not watching Wish. damn fucking sure. Until it comes out on Disney Plus on, yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Get your shot and watch Wish. Watching Wish. Um, but I think Wonka is going to be... Make a lot of I money. I think it's going to be like the greatest showman where like mm-hmm. no one thought about it, but then it's just like... Blew up, and, and so we're gonna be that, still listening to music from Wonka fucking 100%. forever from now, <laughs> and this will never die. And I top think, selling album at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I I feel like it's gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be that kind of Christmas. I movie. think you're absolutely right. Okay. Actually, now that you say that, because I think it has enough like neutral appeal where people will will be like, "What do we see?" It's Christmas and we have the family. What do Willy we see? Wonka. I guess Willy Wonka is a safe bet. It will have what I have in my mind as the Ghostbusters effect because my family goes to all the Ghostbusters movies because they all like the Ghostbusters. So they're like, oh, a new Ghostbusters movie. We're all going to go see that. And I'm like, I'm probably going to skip. Yeah. But I think they would be like, oh, we should all go see that new Wonka movie. We love Willy Wonka. And I get it. I love Willy Wonka too. Yeah. So, I mean. Because like, if you look at the other big stuff, it's like, you know... Yeah. Four things is a big thing, but that's only for freaks like us. And Aquaman it, is big, but like no one's gonna see it. Even though Aquaman one was one of the biggest DC yeah. movies, but it's a different time and yeah. place yeah. now. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think Wonka's gonna I think Wonka I think this is the Wonka Wonka. Yeah. Well everybody prepare. <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> uh all right. Well that's that's a podcast, folks. Um Ryan Lance. Uh, if folks wanted to see your hot to the minute takes on Rebel Moon Part One. Oh wow! A child of minute. fire. Um, it'll be filmpiece.com slash film 
letterbox.com slash um, I will ask Letterbox to have a live feed feature so I can um, respond in real time what my thoughts are on Rebel Moon. Mm. It'll mostly be, I'm bored, I'm bored. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and something happened. I'm, I, I don't want to re- well, rewind. You just got to go on his like forum website or whatever, the Zack Snyder Oh, that forums. Vivo yeah. or whatever it's called? No clue, no clue. The, the the weird social media app that for some reason only he, he uses to announce stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, Carrie, uh, where can folks find you for takes on films such as Silent Night? Maybe who knows? Someday, one of these days, uh, you can find me at Letterbox just by searching my first name, Carrie K A R R I E. Uh, and you can uh, follow me at J Cruzel verse twenty six, where uh, I don't know what I'll be doing. Watching the color purple. <laughs> Maybe, probably. <laughs> we'll see. I, I'd like to end this podcast with a meme that my father just sent me okay. of, of the Grinch smiling, and the, of of Jim carries the Jim Grinch. Carries smi- the Grinch. Grim, Very Jim important. carries the Grinch smiling. Ron Howard. The and Grinch. it says, "When well, you should be buying Xmas presents, but you keep buying weed instead." What the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand it at all. I am so confused. We did not talk about Christmas today. <laughs> We did not talk about the Grinch recently, or weed, so this is purely out of the blue thing. Well, and with that, we wish you all a very, glad, very Christmas. I'm so glad my parents don't do memes. I don't know what they would say. I am very upset that someone taught my father memes. My mo- the only memes, air quote, that my mom will send me is whatever she can access from the gift keyboard on her, on her phone. Well, until next time, bye-bye.